This is Tuesday, August 17th. Not, not that long ago, while visiting an island in the Bahamas, I heard about a meeting to decide land use for a local settlement on, on an island. The details were strange to me. The decision had to be made by the men in the community because for married couples, law could only be titled to the husband and not the wife. I know it sounds strange. How could this be the case? Well, the law went back to English property rights. Here's how it worked. Upon marriage, the husband and wife became one person under the law, as the property of the wife was surrendered to her husband. Further, a married woman was unable to draft a will or dispose of any property without her husband's consent. That comes from the Women's Property Act of 1882. You see, so strong was the bond of marriage and the role of the man as the head of the household that property decisions could only be made by the man. He acted for both himself and his wife in such legal matters. Now, this law in the Bahamas was a holdover from that old British law. Now, in Israel, the Lord had established the rights of survivorship for all of the land that would be distributed among the tribes. And because a woman could marry and thereby join a family not her own, and because the Lord wanted land to be retained by the family it was apportioned to, land could only be passed to the male heirs. Now, God's plan was not discrimination against women, but protection of families. The Lord made both men and women equally in his image. But here's what happened. And man named Zeholophod died while they were in the wilderness, and his land would be apportioned to others because he had no sons or other male heirs, only daughters. And his daughters challenged this plan because it meant that their father would really have no allotment in the land that's assigned to his name. His not name would not be attached to any real property, and therefore he would have no lasting legacy. These daughters brought their case to Moses, and he didn't know how to answer. So Moses took the matter to the Lord. Here's Numbers 27, verse 5, down to verse 11. Moses brought their case before the Lord, and the Lord said to Moses, The daughters of Zeholophad are right. You shall give them possession of an inheritance among their father's brothers, and transfer the inheritance of their father to them. And you shall speak to Israel, saying, If a man dies and has no son, then you shall transfer his inheritance to his daughter. And if he has no daughter, then you shall give his inheritance to his brothers. And if he has no brothers, then you shall give his inheritance to his father's brothers. And if his father has no brothers, you shall give his inheritance to the nearest kinsman of his clan, and he shall possess it. And it shall be for the people of Israel a statute and a rule, as the Lord commanded Moses. Now, yes, as these, da- these daughters will be allowed to receive an allotment of the land for their father, so that they could pass it on for the generations that follow, creating a lasting legacy for their father. Now, in this passage, the Lord seemed to change a rule that he himself established. What's going on? 
Well, whenever we look at God's law, it's meant to reflect God's character. That's what's unchanging. The particulars of laws may change in the application too, but the character of God remains the same. In the land, the people will encounter situations not stated in the law, and in each case, the Lord provides a ruling based on his character. By the way, that law about property rights in England changed as life was changing there. I'm afraid things are still catching up in some some other countries. Now, our text today reveals that the Lord wanted to protect families by making sure they had land because land meant resources. It meant provision. In the case of Zeolophad, to protect the family and their father's name meant passing the land to the next generation, in this case, through his daughters. It would be difficult to overstate the value of land to them. The future of their family was tied to their land. Your land provided you with status and wealth, and it was something that couldn't be taken away. The good news is that the Lord is just and righteous in all of his ways, and hearing the case of Zolophad's daughters, he made a special provision in the law to protect them and their family going forward. Now we read scripture and it might seem silly that such an episode is included in God's word, but it carries with it an additional purpose. The people are preparing to enter into the land and to receive their inheritance from the Lord. And this is the land God has promised, long promised, to give his people the land they had turned away from and refused to enter almost 40 years before. We see that the people have a completely added different attitude all these years later. Why is that? Well, these are the children of those that came out. And the death as a holophad reminds us that the generation that knew slavery has passed away and a new generation has stepped forward. These young people had never been slaves and they learned a new life under the leadership of the Lord. This is the life that God invites us to in Christ, one based on the character of our good and gracious Father. And this is a life that God purposes for us to learn, one beyond the slavery of our sin and free to honor and serve Him through Christ. Let's pray. Loving and gracious God, you're faithful in every season. We know that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We find our resting place. We find our hope in Him. Help us to trust in You as the times change. Keep us from fear. Enable us to live in Your wisdom. For we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.